welcome to Two Dudes Podcast, or should I say Ashton and Lacey's Podcast. And make sure you stay tuned and have an awesome day. Thank you. Uh, okay, let's do this. Really, we just wanted an easy episode and I feel like we've said that a few times but it's actually true like we have these like but like whether they're deep or what what not like someone ends up crying <laughs> and so yeah we which is not like it's not a bad thing and I feel like every episode we've had so far like has had really great feedback and even like Sid's episode last week I left and was like oh my god like I have body issues <laughs> that I need yeah. to fix and so really we just wanted an easy episode so yeah, we looked up. So Vogue has, it's like a series and their video series. And it's essentially, they ask like famous people 73 questions. And honestly, I didn't look at enough. I don't know if it's like the same 73 questions or if it's just a segment I don't of 73. Think so. I think everybody had like kind of different ones. Okay, and that's then the what list I, that we picked like had some of the best ones yes okay so i thought the same so i always i've heard of this before like i've heard of like the vogue 73 questions series and i've seen like other people like podcast um do it too and i always thought it was like the same like it's the same 73 questions i asked but yeah the more i was digging Mm -hmm. i was like i think it's just like the concept of like answering 73 questions yep okay so i'll read you the first one and we'll just go back and forth okay all right on a scale of one to 10, how excited are you about life right now? Okay, so I actually wrote all my answers down earlier, or at least made notes on them, just because there were some of them I actually had to stop and think. So mm-hmm. I said a nine. I feel okay. like life, I just think that when I was thinking of like why I said a nine, I've told you this before, I'm pretty sure I've said it on this podcast, but like, this last like the winter is really an off season for me for like photography I don't shoot weddings or anything and it was just a lot of time with me and Connor being at our apartment which I liked and I love like Mm -hmm. being at home and whatever but it was also like the days started to just be so the same and so right now yeah I feel like the weather is warm and like wedding season has started and we have like I'm busy with work and it's not a 10 because there's like, it stresses me out that I have all that work, but it's also like just a change in pace. And I feel like it was a needed change. So I feel like I just am excited about my life right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew, um, I knew that both of ours would be pretty high, Mm -hmm. which I makes me kind of happy just in general, because Mm -hmm. I think that just having, um, a positive outlook is like, even if you, it's like fake it till you make it. Yep. I um, I said an eight because uh, when when I was pregnant with Lyndon, I went into the hospital and they said on a scale of one to ten, I how need much- to know how be- much pain you're yep. in. And one is like nothing, and ten is getting your arm ripped off in a car door. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, well, now I can't say what? 10. <laughs> like, I will never say 10 to anything in my life again. Like, that seems like, like how excited I am about life. If it was a 10, it would be like I would just wake up and jump up and down yeah. when I got up in the morning. And 
Like, I'm not quite there. You're not there yet. <laughs> no. That no. is so funny. So I said I'm an eight, and I actually – I took some notes too. And it's funny because I just wrote at the beginning of this year, I don't know if it was COVID and I don't know if it was like, I turned 40 this year. Like, I don't, I don't know what it was, but once 2021 hit, it was like, I'm just doing everything that I want to do. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to like overthink. I'm not going to question. And it was like this podcast, just even starting it, we had talked about it and talked about it. It was like, YOLO. And then, you know, like Adam and I are taking trips and there are things that we want to do that we're just making happen. And, Mm -hmm. and it feels so, it just makes me feel hopeful about everything. But what I actually wrote down was, um, at the beginning of the year, I just decided I was going to do the damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Because I knew that people love that. We love that saying. (laughs) And that poor girl who thought she might hurt your feelings because you said it. So just so you know, our feelings aren't hurt. I'm just saying it for you, though. So. Okay. Okay. Number two, describe yourself in a hashtag. Okay. So the first thing that comes to mind anytime I think of a hashtag is just hashtag hashtag blessed. blessed. Yes. When I read this question, I literally thought, I was like, I wish it was just like describe yourself in one word because I don't like describing myself in a hashtag. Like it just sounds like I have to pick the cheesiest thing I can think of. Yes. Same. So I actually um, wrote hashtag neurotic and I thought about (laughs) it. I thought about it for a long time, but I'm an overthinker and and I'm embracing my um, neuroses. Okay, that's funny because that comes in later in mine, but my hashtag was hashtag unconfrontational. <laughs> <laughs> that is like my most dominant trait and anyone who knows me like that is, you could yeah. literally come up and say like you hate me and you're gonna fight me and I'm like the, and I would just cry like I would never stand no, up for myself you'd be like I'm sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> I always think of like it's the tweet that says something like I could be a vegetarian and order a salad and the waiter could bring me a steak and I would thank them and I'm like that yes. is literally me <laughs> like I would never so that was literally the first thing I wrote like I no thoughts I just wrote Hashtag unconfrontational. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. If you could do a love scene with anyone, who would it be? Um, I wrote Damon Salvatore, <laughs> but <laughs> I also made a note, not Ian Salmerholder, like not the guy who plays him, like specifically Damon Salvatore in Vampire Diaries, like his character, and that's it. <laughs> that's good. The fictional character is good. I literally, word for word, wrote, dude, no one, this question grosses me out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't. I actually wondered who, I thought when I read this one, I like knew mine was going to be Damon Salvatore, like without a question. I was like, okay, he was like the one boy I was like so obsessed with in a show. But then I was like, I really wonder who Lacey's is going to (laughs) be. I'm like, I just can't even. Yeah, no, it just isn't. Okay, you read the next one. 
Uh, if your life was a musical, what would the marquee say? <laughs> okay, so I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is so funny, too, just how differently we can take these. Because when I read them, I'm like, I wonder what Ashton's going to put. And then at the same time, I'm like, I'm just going to write whatever the first thing is that comes into my head. Okay, well, that's what I did. I literally wrote marquee, question mark. I had <laughs> <laughs> no idea what it meant. No idea how to say it. That's why I made you read the question. I was like, can you read this one? Because I had no idea what the fuck that was. <laughs> okay, it's like um, at the movie theater, the like little letters you put up on the sign outside or like... Like the at, name like, of it? Yeah, so I I actually Googled this too because I was like, I know what the marquee is, but like why would it would just say the name yeah. of it or something. So then I fell into a rabbit hole and started looking at those like church signs that are funny, you oh, know, yeah. when it's like, I don't even, I can't even think of one of them. But so, so then anyway, it came down to like, I tried to think of, one, I listen to Tim Ferriss' podcast a lot, and every time he um, talks to people, well, most people, he asks them, like, if you could put up a billboard anywhere that people would see, what would you write on the billboard? And so um, I just kind of went with that, mm -hmm. and I put, um, your perception of me is a reflection mm -hmm. of you. Because it's like this big reminder that I also need all the time. But it is this saying that has been in my head for like the last year mm -hmm. as I try to like think about how I think about other people and how that reflects on me. Mm -hmm. And and if it was a musical about my life, anybody who's preconceived notions or ideas about how my life should be or what it should look like, all of that is a reflection of them. It isn't on me. Mm -hmm. So it's like just a reminder of something that I feel like I'm really focused on this year. Yeah, that's great. Well, I didn't have one because I had no idea what the question was asking. <laughs> and I didn't even Google. I was like, I just went through these so quickly because I also didn't want to spend like too much time. Like yeah. I wanted it to be like we were just answering these, but I just didn't want to like have to think forever. So I was just making quick notes and I was just like, marquee question mark. Okay, next. Like I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Next question. Um, What's yep. one thing people don't know about you? So when I was in um, second grade, I wrote a letter to the coach of the Chicago Bulls when Michael Jordan was playing, and his name was Phil Jackson. It was in the middle of the playoffs, and one day I walked home from school, and I got the mail, and my dad had, like, set me up for nothing to ever happen, you know? Mm hmm and I got the mail, and inside the mailbox was, like, an envelope with Chicago Bulls stationery, like, a bull in the corner, this return address. And, like, I sprinted all the way home and ran upstairs, and I literally was just shaking. I couldn't even open the letter, and I couldn't speak to my dad. And so he helped me open it, and I got this personal handwritten letter from um, Phil Jackson. And it was like one of the highlights of my young life. That is crazy. Okay. Okay. So what's yours? One thing people don't know about me. Um, I wrote that I was in orchestra for 10 years. 
And it's funny because I feel like when people like find out I was in orchestra, like you hear of someone who's in orchestra, like they think it was like your parents forced you to. But like I literally yeah. played through my senior year of high school because I wanted to. Like my good friend was in orchestra with me. She played the cello with me and she like quit after sophomore year. And my mom's like, well, I'm assuming you're going to quit now that like Gabby doesn't play. And I was like, no. So I literally played throughout high school. And then the other one I wrote that when I thought of it um, was that, and I only thought of this the other day when I was driving, that's why I wrote it, but I have 11 warnings for speeding and I don't have a single ticket. Like my driving record is like, I don't have, I've never gotten a car accident. I've never got a speeding ticket, but I have been pulled over 11 times. And, like, if you heard, like, remember that one time I got pulled over going to your house, like, when we were doing Oak and Opal yeah. stuff? And the speed yeah. limit was, like, 40, and I was going, like, 73, and I got a warning. And then, like, <laughs> one time I got pulled over in a school zone, and the school zone was, like, 15, and I was going, like, 32, and I got a warning. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's privilege. It's so but- weird to me because you also are, like, I remember following you, like, your senior year in high school to, like a family function and me and Adam were just driving behind you like wanting to pass you because you were driving so slow and cautiously. I think (laughs) it's so weird like I feel like it makes more sense that I have no tickets than like 11 speeding tickets because I swear to god like I actually am the most cautious slow driver like in (laughs) if there's cars around or in town like you can literally catch like I will be going five under like I'm a grandma driver but on the interstate like I just always like if there's not a car around I feel like I always speed like when I got pulled over in Hill City that one time like there was no cars around that's why I got pulled over and then like the one of school was I was late but it is so weird because I do feel like on (laughs) average I'm definitely a slower driver but I also have been pulled over 11 times but I've also have never gotten a ticket and like like I said, it's definitely privilege. Like if I, yes. and that's yeah. like something I acknowledge now, but like, I also feel like I'm just so good at talking to people or like, even when like one time and then we'll skip, I don't want to spend too long on this. Do you cry? This, no. Do so, you cry? But one, so one time I was in the car with Sydney and she got pulled over and the cop came over and she was just like so short with him. And she was like, well, yeah, Okay. And he walked away and I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, what? I'm like, you were not nice to him. And she got a freaking ticket. But I was like, when a cop comes to me, I'm always like, I am so sorry. Like, that was my <laughs> fault. Like, I yes. just, I'm like, confrontational. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I, but it always works out in my favor. So I don't have a speeding ticket, but I have been pulled over 11 times. I Knock on wood. I'm knocking on my desk. <laughs> yep. I did not know that. What's your favorite time of day? So I wrote late at night. I've always been that way. I've talked about this before. But like I loved when I lived with twins or with my mom, like when they would go to sleep and I was I've always been like the last person up. And that's usually like when I would get editing done. But I also feel like it was when I could be like the least anxious. It was like Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily have responsibilities. Like the only thing waiting for me was going to sleep and I wasn't like crunching for time. And so I've always really liked like the late night hours. And that's always been like my favorite time. But then I also wrote Sunset, which I feel like is kind of 
normal but like the other or last night like me and connor went outside and we had a picnic and it's like when the sun is down and so it's like the sky just looks really pretty and like when we travel we always go out and we watch sunsets that's just like the best time of day i feel like not even sunset but like blue hour it's like one my favorite time to shoot at and just also like i just love when the sun goes down and it's but it's still bright out like that would probably be my favorite time to like be outside or like enjoy the day yeah yeah and i've never been a morning person so it has to be anything at night and i haven't either and night used to be the best time for all of those same reasons but now that i feel like i have to get up early every morning I'm, I just start to get anxious if I'm up late anymore, mm-hmm. like it makes it worse. Mm-hmm. But so it's like nine in the morning, which like isn't too early, but I still feel like it's morning where I can get up and be productive and mm-hmm. I'm not like sleeping till noon. Yep. That's probably the most relaxing part of, of my day now because at night it just still feels so chaotic yep. and that's probably why I'm not sleeping well and I need to fix all of that yeah. so okay dream country to visit um I wrote the Dolomites in Italy which is that picture I showed you yes. that is my yeah. new number one if anyone has you literally need to search the Dolomites in Italy they are so cool and then my second one was Cappadocia, Turkey, because that was number one for a really long time until I saw that place in Italy. And that's the hot air balloons? Yeah, and it's Turkey. like these weird, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but it like, okay, the only way, because it's not like solid rocks, but they're like these houses in the wall, but they're like little holes. Like it looks like a groundhog like dug in and like they have yeah. rooms in the side of the hotels and it's where they sell like the big Turkish rugs and they have the hot yeah. air balloons and the... Like that is probably that's also like my one place I really want to visit. Uh, I want to go to both of those, and I also put Amsterdam mm-hmm. and Iceland. Oh, Iceland! That's on my. I literally have a bucket list of travel places on my phone, and Iceland is is on that list. Yeah, I'm ready to start going. I know. Okay. Okay. What's so, the biggest yep. biggest surprise you've had? Okay, I literally had no idea. This is one I thought about for so long. And so I asked Connor, I'm like, what's the biggest surprise like we've had or I've had? And he said buying a van. And I was like, okay, that is so true. Like that, I couldn't think of one, but it was like, like I said. Like you surprised yourself? Yeah, like when it was one of those things like even once it happened, I like couldn't believe it was real because I was like in such shock. And so, yeah, I wrote buying a van. What was that? The first thing that I was going to write was when Connor was on the podcast and he just dropped that he had OD'd on heroin. And you've known the man for like three years and you just are like, what? (laughs) And we're like in the middle of this thing and I'm like trying to be supportive. So I couldn't be like, hang on. Wait, what? what? (laughs) So I just let it keep going. But then I didn't know if I should say that. And then I guessed I figured I probably would. But the other one I put was, um, I think that being a girl mom was something that Mm -hmm. has been the biggest surprise for me because I like dreaded it and wanted boys and didn't, didn't want that. And, um, I am so grateful that, um, I didn't get what I wanted because my life is so much richer because I had to grow and 
And I love having girls. Yeah, I love that one. Okay. Um, um, these next few kind of go quickly. They're just like one yes. answer. Um, Which, heels? thank oh, yeah. God, because we're at 30 minutes and we're 10 deep. <laughs> I know. Shit, we always do this, but Okay, it's we'll fine. go fast. Okay. okay. Heels or flats slash sneakers? This isn't even like, of course, sneakers. I know. <laughs> okay. Like, um, the next one, 13 is not what we're on. We we have to hurry. Um, vintage or new? Uh, vintage for sure. Okay. I wrote it depends because I like both. Who, Who do, do you, you want, want to write, to write your... your obituary? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I put my friend Kim. Um, she knows where most of the bodies are buried and she's known me since I was like 12. Um, and she's honest and funny. So maybe her, but I, I'm guessing when the time comes, it'll probably be you that writes it. Okay. I wrote probably Lacey. (laughs) That's that's what I figured. You're writing my obituary. Okay. Uh, fuck i'm gonna be dead before you (laughs) well then i don't know who it goes to so (laughs) okay okay style icon uh okay so i don't really have a style icon but i put Billie eilish because Mm. she dresses for herself yep yeah i also was trying to think and like there's people on instagram who i like i like a lot of their outfits but I feel like there's not one person who like if I like one outfit someone wears then they like wear one a different day that I'm like oh I would never wear that so I just wrote my Pinterest board of oversized clothing like I have a style <laughs> Pinterest board and it's just a bunch of random people and like that's and my pants and yeah t-shirts <laughs> that is my style inspo is my own like Pinterest board uh, okay three things you can't live without okay well first I said my family which like I don't necessarily know if that counts because that's like a lot of people. Yeah, so, I didn't put my family because I was like, I'll just go with the silly stuff. Okay, well, I wrote Remy. I literally could not live without Remy. And then I wrote yeah. um, baths. I need baths in my life. And then I wrote <laughs> my camera because I would be really sad if I didn't have my camera. Oh, those are good. Okay, I put my planner because I think I would honestly have a panic attack if, if I lost it. And that's I a really good one. Sometimes have notes and like journal in there too. And there have been times where I couldn't find it and I'm so scared I left it somewhere and someone like read it. <laughs> my crazy thoughts. I mean, there's nothing like it's just, yeah, neurotic. Mm-hmm. Um, I put a water bottle because I, Mm-hmm. Carry one everywhere I go, and um, I really try to make my kids drink water all day too. Mm-hmm. And then I put um, dram, which is oh yeah. So I feel like I'm in this place where I'm really trying hard not to let myself need anything more than I should. Like if I'm doing something too much, I like try to back off because mm-hmm. I want to find balance. But um. This Dram is water, yeah, CBD yes, water is yes, and I it is the best spark. I don't even like really like sparkling water, and it is like all natural. It's made in Colorado. It is the the absolute best, and mm-hmm. it has like I have one a day, and it's like at night, just when I'm in the bath or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's amazing. So. 
those are my three. Okay, um, where it's what's one ingredient you put in everything? Um, I said ranch. It's not that I put it in every, <laughs> but like any any meal that I can have with ranch is a good meal for me. I'm changing mine to ranch too because <laughs> it's it's the same. And sometimes when I go places, like you know, like I feel like there's this stereotype of Midwesterners in their ranch. Yes, but. Where where do people not eat ranch? Is ranch not a thing in some places? I don't know, but I could drink ranch. And so that's why I literally, I had to write. I'm like, it's ranch Me is too. the only answer. Are you picky about it? Like, will you eat buttermilk ranch? Will, is Ugh. it any kind of ranch? Or just I mean, like homemade, like if, if my option, ranch? Homemade, like, is number one. Like, we started making homemade ranch at our house, and I, like, can't believe we – like, Hidden Valley Ranch is so gross. Like, yes, homemade ranch all the way. But if it was, like, Hidden Valley Ranch or, like, you have to eat chicken strips plain, like, I'm eating the <laughs> Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> oh, funny. Okay. That's – that. your answer is better than mine, so I'm going with that. Okay. okay. What three people, living or dead, would you like to make dinner for? Okay, so honestly, this was the question I struggled with the most. I like couldn't oh. I couldn't think of anyone who like I was gonna write David Dobrik, but then there's like this drama. He's canceled. Or, yeah, he's canceled. And so then <laughs> yes. I was like, fuck, I can't write David Dobrik. And so <laughs> the first person I wrote was Post Malone. Like I just wrote his oh. name down. And then yeah. I was thinking and I wrote Elon Musk. Yeah. I think he'd be very interesting. And then I could not think of a third person. So honestly, at first I wrote my dad, which is like kind of sad and emo, but like also (laughs) fucking true. Like if I, if you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive, like obviously I would love to like bring my dad back for a meal. Like I would write him. I think, yes, that's good. Then I started thinking and I was like, okay, whatever. Like let's take my dad out of the equation. Like who would I really want to eat dinner with Post Malone and Elon Musk? So I was trying to think of someone who would like be funny in that mix. I'm like, who would be like the weirdest person I could pair with Elon Musk and Post Malone? And so I wrote Lyndon. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so awesome. (laughs) Just Lyndon, Post Malone, and Elon Musk. Like it's the solid trio. (laughs) Yes, that's so good. Oh, she's going to love that. (laughs) Uh, um, I put um, Dave Chappelle because I knew I he was going to be on anything. yours. I literally knew uh, he was on yours. <laughs> he's just like my favorite person. Like I really do want to be him when I grow up. And then I put Henry David Thoreau because um, I've been reading some philosophy, and I think that like he said a lot of stuff a long time ago that we could have listened to. That like, I'm just finally, you know, like all the, I don't know, like just about money not being the the source of happiness and, and all kinds of things that you know you hear, but we like don't believe. And mm-hmm. he said it so long ago. And then um, I put Leonardo da Vinci because he was just <laughs> smart in a whole bunch of different ways. But Elon Musk was like one of them. But I love Post Malone. That was a good one because when he was on Rogan, it was like the most interesting conversation I've ever heard. Yeah, he was, he's probably like, his con, I went to his concert 
well, I've seen him twice now live, but like the, I went to the concert that he had at the Hard Rock in Iowa and it was just like, he literally was wearing Crocs on stage and like a beat up white t-shirt. And like, I've been to concerts where they've done like Travis Scott came in on a roller coaster. And like when we went to Pink, she was like flying around the arena and Post was just like, slamming beer and smoking cigarettes and weed on the stage and just singing and he has like the best voice and when I got done with that concert I was like I want to see him like any concert possible and now he's at Lala and I feel like we need to go but I agree well we should go okay um what is your biggest fear in life (sighs) okay I put existentially my biggest fear is that I like fail my children and um, don't adequately prepare them to face the world and be adults and mm-hmm. operate in the world. And then practically, I put um, I'm pretty scared every night that that we're gonna have like a home invasion in the middle of the night. Yeah. And and I directly correlate this with. Um, the amount of t- like true crime stuff I've listened to, mm-hmm. like I started reading like Mary Higgins Clark books, like mysteries and killers when I was like 12. And then like I listened to true crime podcasts until like five years ago, probably. And that was all I listened to or read or watched. And then it just got to a point where like now I'm like scared to be home alone. And mm-hmm. I think it's because I've just taken in too, too much. So, yeah. So that is like my, my not practical, but like, I, I really am scared to be home alone. So. Okay. So if, if we're going in terms like my not practical one and you know, like I've, I'm like so scared of mass shootings. I've always like, I don't know, like even living in South Dakota where it's like so unlikely to happen. Like I one time when I was in college, I had tickets to a Macklemore concert and I spent like three hundred dollars on them. And the night before the concert, I didn't go and I didn't sell my tickets. But it was because it was like after the Vegas shooting and I was like so petrified that like something was going to happen, which is like so sad that people have to be scared of that. But like that is actually like probably my biggest fear like I just I'm always so scared and it's weird because I like grew up like going to a shooting range and like I was comfortable Mm -hmm. around guns but they really scare me but what I originally wrote was um and these are like kind of sad but true my biggest fear would be my mom dying because then I like wouldn't have a parent and that would be like Mm -hmm. so hard and then I also wrote Remy dying like that would be just the saddest thing and I would be so scared if Remy died oh ah okay window or aisle seat (laughs) yeah i put window so i can sleep yeah i said window because i like to sleep and because i like to like look out the window okay current tv obsession is yours um uh how to get away with murder yes yep we're we're on season six we watched it so fast but it is just so good and honestly like you would like it like it doesn't I told Connor the reason I like it is like it's not scary. Like I've I've never watched it and been like scared like you like something's coming up or something terrible happens, but it's about like law students and there's like relationships yep. and it's so good. So that's mine right now. I don't really have anything that mm-hmm. challenge on MTV is literally the last thing that we watched and I started watching The Hills like remake of The Hills on MTV, but um 
reality shows are like something that Adam and I really do watch together. And I think um, it's because I only want to watch things that don't stress me out. Mm -hmm. And and so if it's anything, it's something either like really not going to happen or just ridiculous reality people. Yeah, it's weird, too, because I, like, am not someone who watches TV shows, like, in the last however, like, I really don't watch TV that often. It's been, like, within the last few months, like, first we started watching Naked and Afraid, and I was, like, obsessed with Naked and Afraid, (laughs) and then now it's How to Get Away with Murder. But, like, it has been so long since I actually watched a show. Um, The next question is, what is your favorite app? So, I started tracking my period on this app, like, four months ago, well, I downloaded it like a year ago and then intermittently used it. But a couple months ago, I was like, I really need to know what this looks like so I can just better keep track of my own like health and how I feel and when I get headaches and what time of the month that it is. And um, it literally has been a game changer. I've never known when my period's coming. I've never known how long it lasts. I've never paid any attention at all. Hmm. And it is accurate to the day. Yeah, I never know mine either. Yes, it tells me the day. Like, I'm not surprised. I can, like, plan ahead. And even when we're going on a trip, like, before it would be like, I don't know, do I throw stuff in just in case? And now I literally know when... And it's so accurate and it's free. So hmm. that that is um, the one that I'm actually the most grateful for. The rest of them, I just want a flip phone. So <laughs> um, I wrote TikTok. It's like the one that makes me laugh the most. And I don't really like get depressed when I'm on TikTok. Unless you read comments. Yeah, your- <laughs> until I get bullied about my eyebrows <laughs> and being a midget. <laughs> and being a dugger. Uh, okay, secret talent. Um, I didn't know what to write. So, well, first I wrote, I can lick my elbow, which like if you Google it, it says you're not supposed to do or be able to do. So that's my hidden talent. But then I also <laughs> I asked Connor, I was like, what is like my secret talent? And he said I was the best gift giver. And I was like, that is so nice. But I do think I'm a good gift giver. So that's also what I wrote. That is True and nice. And I think it's because you're just an empath. Yes. Um, I can juggle, which <laughs> I think is weird because I thought everyone could juggle. No, it's so hard. We like learn in PE. Like, do you still learn in PE how to juggle? I don't think so. It's funny because my mom can juggle too, but I can't and Cindy and Aubrey can't. Connor can't. We did it just recently at our house and my mom was the only one who could. Yeah, we like learned in elementary school. So I've just always been able to juggle. And then every once in a while, like my kids didn't even know. Okay, most adventurous thing you've done in your life. Um, Okay, so this is also like goes hand in hand with like the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. So when I also I'm pretty sure my mom knows this story. Like, I don't think I'm getting myself in trouble here. Like, I, I think she knows about this. But one time I was like a sophomore in high school. And this also had everything to do with a boy. Like, I liked a boy who was older than me, and so I did it. I was dumb. But I snuck out of the house when I was a sophomore in high school, like, in the middle of the night. And me and this boy drove up to Sheridan Lake, and it was, like, 2 in the morning, and we did this hike. And I freaking cliff jumped in the, like, pitch black. (gasps) 
which is like so dumb and so like we couldn't see at like, like two in the morning yeah like if the, like if we hit a rock or something like no one knew we were out there i literally snuck out it was so stupid but like i don't know i was like pro- i would it's funny too because when i thought of it i was like this like i said had everything to do with a boy because i would never in my life do that ever 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 again but it was also like I thought for a long time, it was like so cool. Like obviously we ended up safe and like I came back home and I didn't even get caught. Like I snuck back in and my mom found out like probably like a year later. I honestly don't really remember how she found out, but I remember being like, that was like the most adventurous, like free thing I've ever done. And, but like in hindsight, it was just so stupid and I wouldn't ever do it. But yeah, that was when I was like a sophomore and that was, like I said, probably the dumbest thing I've ever done too. Okay, what's um, the most adventurous thing you've ever done? Uh, the swing in Colorado Springs. Oh, my and gosh. I still, when I think of it, am so, so scared. And okay, I didn't that's think such it a would good be, one. I didn't think it would be that scary. No, like, it was so scary. I thought so it would scary. just be a thing that we just went and did, and it was, like, fun. And it still kind of has like scarred me oh my gosh okay I totally forgot about because even when I was thinking I was like well like I've done been ziplining but that wasn't really that scary and I've been like indoor skydiving that wasn't scary I totally forgot about that swing we did in Colorado that was that's also like in my older like not when I was in high school that's definitely the most adventurous thing I've done that was so scary so scary yeah yeah Okay. okay how would you define yourself in three words um honest weird and loyal okay those are good i wrote so it's weird because i wrote confident but i have to explain that because i don't think i'm confident in the sense of like i'm confident in my body or like the way i look Mm -hmm. but i'm really confident in the decisions i make and like for example i i always remember this but like in college i was getting like new like beat headphones and (laughs) i like couldn't decide this is such a dumb story but it just like proves this point but um i like couldn't decide if i wanted these rose gold ones or like the solid gold and i asked like 10 people i asked like my friends and my mom my sister i probably asked you i don't know but like all 10 people said rose gold and I bought the gold ones because it's the ones I wanted. So, like, I feel like I'm not really influenced by, like, I know what I want. And I, like, even my outfits and my hair when everyone's like, those are so dumb. Like, whatever. I just yep. am confident in, like, who I am. But, like, not – it's different than being confident in, like, the way I look. Um, And then I wrote that I'm kind and that I'm an overthinker. <laughs> those are my three words. Uh, very appropriate. Okay. Must have – or wait – your favorite piece of clothing you own? A uh, pair of Jordan sweatpants. <laughs> I wrote a good, or I wrote gray sweatpants. <laughs> and then the next question is, what, or a must-have clothing item that everyone should have? And I wrote a good pair of gray sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the one I put you'll appreciate too, because I put a band tee mm-hmm. that like, that like um encapsulates who you are mm-hmm. like i think there's just something about a good um yeah the, like the music you like and listen to that yeah I if know. i didn't say a pair of sweatpants my like must have item would have been like 
a like an oversized hoodie and an oversized t-shirt like everyone needs like <laughs> one good one that is really big and you really like how it fits okay superhero or superhero superpower you would want um my first answer said to read minds but then i thought oh. i'm like too sensitive to read minds like i would be sad <laughs> So we the, have too many thoughts ourselves. Could you imagine yeah. having to listen to everyone else's too? So then I wrote <laughs> to be invisible. Oh, what would you do if you're invisible? I could go like do whatever I wanted. Like if I wanted to like hear a conversation or I wanted to like go to a concert and I didn't have a ticket, like you could or like go on an airplane, you could do that if you were invisible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I put um, I struggle with this one. So at first, I thought it would be um, the ability to go to sleep anytime I wanted to oh. because I, I just Gosh, wish it was easier for one. me. But then I put um, the ability to help others see the wounds they need to f- heal to feel whole. Because I, th- I think that there's like times where we just can't. We can't nail down what it is that we need to fix, but mm-hmm. they're they're there. Okay, what's inspiring you in life right now? Um, I wrote the weather. Like oh. lately, we have been like going outside to the pool and reading, or like I said, we had like a picnic mm-hmm. last night outside, and like we never did that in the winter. Like we were just always in our apartment. And so I feel like Mm -hmm. just when the weather is warm, like we cleaned my car the other day and like we've been going on walks with Remy and like the weather has just like inspired me and like put me in a better mood. Yes. I put you guys and I meant like after talking to Sid last week and just, I mean, the more that we talk about everything, Mm -hmm. I'm so hopeful about um, where like people in their 20s are now that it took me until... I was in my 30s to to know. So I feel like people are just learning how to be um how to better themselves faster and I that makes me really hopeful for um the world that mm-hmm. like my my kids will grow up in. Mm-hmm. Okay, best piece of advice you've received. Um I wrote nothing is permanent. You told me that. Which is always funny because every time I say it, I like have to explain myself because I'm like, well, fuck, no, there are things that are permanent, like <laughs> having a baby, like getting pregnant, like those are, but just that like nothing, you can always change, whatever. And then the other thing I wrote, and I don't know like who told me this, it's just like advice to give, I guess, but dreams stay dreams until you take action. Ah, uh, which is like true. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't think of like a piece of advice, but the thing that it was like my dad taught me that was really important from the time I was really little. And it was to just be honest in everything. And it's just this thing that I feel like has been so helpful. My whole life is just to be Mm -hmm. as honest as possible and not like honest, like where you hurt people's feelings or, you know, you don't have to be honest about those things, but there's something about I don't know, just not having to second guess, you know, For sure. your lies or your guilt or whatever all the time. So I'm just really thankful that my dad always like made sure that that was something that was really important. And mm-hmm. it's something that I've tried to like Teach make sure kids. my girls know. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, best advice you would give your teenage self? 
So I thought about this for a long time because there's a whole bunch of shit I would say, like, um, you should stand up straighter and fix your posture because that leads to like back problems when you're <laughs> older or like silly stuff like that. But I think the one thing that I learned too late that I wish I would have done earlier was to like stop gossiping or stop, you know, getting into any drama or talking shit about anyone else because mm -hmm. there's so much when you like I really really I mean I'm not perfect by any means but I really try not to say anything about anyone that I wouldn't say to their face so mm -hmm. like even if we're joking around about like someone in our family like it's also something that I would like say to them I never feel like it's like mean or behind their back it's like just I mean it goes with honesty. Mm -hmm. And I think there's something about like once I could stop worrying about like saying who I said what to and who might tell someone else, like my life just got so much better. Um, I wrote nothing matters as much as you think it does. Like yeah. I feel like the stress I had when I was in like middle school and high school was like just the dumbest things that I like thought were the biggest things. And it really doesn't matter. But it's so hard because uh, initially it's like, don't sweat the small stuff. And like people tell you that, but you, you can't understand it until you understand it. And yeah. that's what's so hard about like advice to your younger self. I thought about this for so long because all the stuff is stuff that people told me. I just well, didn't yeah. listen until I was ready to listen. And because it, like, it did feel so big when I was younger. Like, yeah, I can't even think, but it was like, um, like not making the team that I wanted to or like not getting the chair and orchestra yeah. that I wanted to. Or like, I remember I got a B in chemistry my junior year. It's like the first and only B I ever got in my entire life. And I literally, it was like the class that ended before summer I sobbed in my car and then went home and like cried that entire night. And then my mom was like, it's fine. And I like went into my teacher like in the middle of the summer, like after school was out and like begged her to like let me do something to change my grade. And then I told my mom I was going to like pay $300 to like retake the class in the summer. And, I like, remember this. It was the worst thing. <laughs> yes. And it was a B and like, but again, it felt so big then. So yeah, it's hard to like, okay, really like go back and try to change that because it all felt big when I was younger. But like the, the things that I can remember being like so stressful, it was like friends drama and boy drama and yeah. the things that like, if they happened like today, it wouldn't even phase me. Yes. And so, but yeah, it's, it's, but just it's not so hard. Cause it is your whole life then mm -hmm. at that point, because you've only lived for 12 yeah, exactly. Years, like you don't have anything lived. to compare it to or realize yes. like, it's not so big. Cause it does seem so big, which is so silly, but, um, a book that everyone should read. Uh, this is so hard for me because I have so many books, but my favorite book is to kill a mockingbird, mm -hmm. but I don't know that it hits everyone the same. So, yep. um, I just really, I just really like it. The book that made the biggest impact in my life was a book called Ishmael. And it's about this gorilla and this man. And it just, um, I read it in a biology class my freshman year in college. And it's a fiction book, but it, it really made me look at the world 
differently. So that's like my greatest like world shifting book. Mm -hmm. And then um, one that I've been thinking a lot about lately that I think everyone it should read, honestly, is is it's a short story and it's called The Lottery. And it's like pretty dark, but it's about like groups and traditions and how easily we can fall into these patterns because it's the way that we've always done things instead of like stepping outside the box and being like, uh, this is wrong. So, I mean, literally like two weeks ago, I almost posted something on socials that was like, a lot of you have never read the lottery and it shows (laughs) because... But then I was like, no one will get it. And it's just some nerdy, like, literature joke. But mm-hmm. it really is something that I feel like if we if we just look at how we view the world, it would it would be it would help change. But anyway, yeah, those are mine. I didn't have a good one. Mine was this. I like couldn't think of one I felt like everyone should read. So I just wrote my favorite book, which is Looking for Alaska. <laughs> oh, but that is one everyone should read because I think it gives you like such a good idea of what adolescence honestly Mm -hmm. is like where sometimes you read stories that are a little bit too um cleaned up where that one is really honest yeah I feel like uh, that was like my favorite book because he was like so in love with her I like the reason I liked it is because it like made me want to be like her you know but again yeah it wasn't like this book where like she came from a nice family and she wore cute clothes and she had like yeah how books say like she had like strawberry blonde hair and smelt like vanilla it was like she had like (laughs) ratted hair and smelt like cigarette smokes and like how yeah the line where it was like she like she was a hurricane and I was a raindrop I was like I want to be her and so yeah I loved it's probably the book I've like read the most but yeah there was also like really good books I read like in high school and even in college, like I had to um, read books on gender that those ones, it's like, I wish everyone could read, but I just wrote my favorite book. Um, What would you like to be remembered for? Being a light. Yep. I wrote being kind. Okay. How do you define beauty? Oh, so this one was so hard, especially because we just did like this mm-hmm. body positivity one and like struggling with self-worth and I couldn't. I didn't know how to like say, explain like what I think is beautiful because I think it's like so subjective or I didn't know how to make it be like subjective and I couldn't like think of how to describe it. And so I started to think of like other things that are beautiful and like not necessarily like in terms of a person. And I wrote something that makes you want to keep looking at it. Like I was thinking of Um, like art or a sunset and like things that I think are beautiful are things that like I want to keep staring at and like I don't want to look away from and then Mm -hmm. I also wrote like in terms of like what I think beauty is in a person it's like how beautiful they are on the inside like I think the prettiest people are like the kindest people the people who smile the most like those are the people who Mm -hmm. I feel are like so pretty and who I want to be around um and then I also asked Connor, because again, I struggled with this one. And I was like, how would you define beauty? And he said, how good someone makes you feel. And I was like, that is so good. And you're so right. I agree. And I often think about like the coolest people that I want to be around or that I have in my life. And they're always people who like are fun and easy and kind and not negative and not 
mean and not, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that that goes along with that. I, um, I struggled with this too, because beauty is such, such a hard thing. Um, and for me, I, it was just like matching your insides to your outsides, like Mm -hmm. being the, being honest with yourself, um, about who you are and then being able to live that. Because I think, I struggled for a really long time feeling like I needed to be um, girlier or I needed to dress differently or I needed to be this other person. And once it finally was like, oh, I can just be who I am and not have to fit into someone else's box, then life just got so much better. And I just think that People, when you're brave enough, especially if it's like harder stuff than me, like I just thought I needed to be girlier. Like there are people that struggle with hiding parts of themselves so much worse than that. And I just, I just feel sad for them. And I just wish they could, I think there's beauty and just the strength to be yourself. I think so too. So we're on question 35 of 73 right now. So this will be the last question, and then we can finish the rest next week. Yeah. So 35, what do you love most about your body? Okay. Literally, all I have written down is the word dude, (laughs) Because, because I went through this, and I started at like, fuck, I might cry, but Okay, we went through body image last week. And so like, I knew there was stuff I needed to work through. And mm-hmm. the day after we like recorded, I like sat down and journaled all the things and like followed through. And then I haven't been back to that since. And, and I thought that like one day it would like get better. But when I got to this question, I started at my head. I'm not joking. I like went down my body, I was like, uh, my hair, but it's like not where I want it to be. And like, there's really nothing on my face. And I was like, well, my mouth, but only because it like speaks or my Mm -hmm. brain, because I like how I think, or then I got to my hands and it wasn't that I like how my hands look. It was like, I like what my hands do. And Like I kept trying to think like I'm thankful for this body that like made my children, but I don't really feel that like I say it, but I don't like, I'm not grateful for it. I am too critical of it. And I literally went down my entire body and I got to my feet and I was like, I could just say my feet. Like I like how they look and like my Burks and that was it. And I mean, I know that this means that like I haven't made any growth and I know that this means that like I need to work on that. But like Ashton, I couldn't, there was not like one thing that I was like, oh, this is, this is what um, I could write. Yeah, that is, well, I also, (laughs) I had no idea what to put and I put that my favorite part of my body was my tattoos. (laughs) because well, I, that's good. I was yes. thinking and I it was the same thing and like it's weird too because I didn't think I like struggled with this stuff but I did the same thing and I was like well 
my eyes aren't really like that crazy of a color. Like they're kind of dull. And then I was like, I don't like my nose. Like my nose is too big. And then I was like, I hate my arms and like my legs and my stomach. Like I couldn't think of, um, but I wrote my tattoos and then I wrote, um, my eyelashes. (laughs) That was what I, (laughs) (laughs) but I knew when I wrote this, I was like, Oh, I need to do better. Whatever, I guess that's a good place to end. Don't yeah. don't cr- <laughs> crying. Dun. <laughs> just like a, a complete fail. Well, that was um 35 of the 73 Vogue questions. So we will answer the rest of them next week. The ones next week, I feel like they're a little bit shorter, so it's probably going to be It'll like a mini fast. episode, but we also, I yeah. thought this was going to be a mini episode, and we are <laughs> at like over an hour, and it's, we're literally halfway done. But I do think the next ones are just sh- shorter ones, or at least some of them. So uh, yeah, we'll do those next week, and it might be a, a shorter episode, but you never know with us, literally ever. <laughs> oh, we don't even know. Yes. Okay. okay bye. Bye.